0: It's break time. Welcome to our newest episode. It's your co host, Rissy Ray. Hey, hey. And yours truly, Kaninja. Today, Rissy and I are going to talk about family dynamics. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to do that on every single one, Rissy. Okay, now I know. So, they're all the different family dynamics. So, everyone has a different background story, a different story to how they grew up or how many parents they had, if they had a single family home, how many siblings they had, or none at all. So we're going to be talking about just kind of a little bit more about those different dynamics, kind of what Rissy and I feel, and, and so on and so forth. So let's kind of start with something um, that we m- may know a little bit better, which is having siblings. So Rissy, I have two siblings Um, I have a, I'm going to give some more information. I have a brother and a sister and, uh, they are my siblings. Rissy, do you have any siblings?
1: I do, Kaninja. I have a brother and also a sister. They're so much alike.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I know I am the youngest in my family. Um, Rissy, are you the youngest as well?
1: I am the middle child.
0: Oh, middle child syndrome. So
1: I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: okay. the The baby of the family. I do not fit that um, stereotype at all, unfortunately. So, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so siblings. Um, for those who don't have any siblings, look, Rissy, do you want to take a uh, hold, explain your take on what it's like to have siblings and also what it's like to be a middle child?
1: <laughs> Thank you, therapist.
0: You're welcome. Uh,
1: well, having siblings, uh, when I look back at my childhood seems to be more beneficial mm. uh, with, with, uh, older, I have an older sister and a younger brother so, having that, I always had a playmate. There was always somebody with me. We always had fun. And we are also close in age, which is, um, the, if, I do believe that is a factor for some cases that hmm. we're close in age. So, for my sister, um, we are three and a half years apart. And my younger brother, we're two years apart. Hmm. So, nice. that, yeah, so it's a benefit. I noticed that there's benefits as in there. Uh, being that I was the last girl, you know, like, it it, it didn't seem like I was... What is. Being I was the last girl, I had my older sister, so she was kind of like, this is my older sister, this is what she does, it's her mannerisms." Mm-hmm. And so, on some type of level, you try to memorate, mirror it. Um, obviously, the older you get, puberty, life, experiences, you start to deviate and become your own identity. But... Um, I liked it. It was right. better, you know, younger. What about you, Kanasia, with your spoiled last child self? I was actually not the spoiled one. It was my sister. Love you!
0: It <laughs> <laughs> was the spoiled one. She was the princess, and I was the tomboy. Um, so, I was the youngest, so it was my sister was the oldest, and my brother was the middle, and I was the youngest. So, I guess it worked out that my brother was the middle child because he was the only boy. So, um, maybe in the second part, Rissy, we can go into the middle child syndrome. Um, so the thing is, is that I was not as close in age with my brother and sister as my brother and sister were with each other. I'm six years apart from my sister and I'm four and a half years apart from my brother. Um, so I didn't. I was more or less the annoying younger sibling as we grew up. Um, So they didn't really want to hang out with me. (laughs) I didn't really have many, like my siblings, like I kind of forced myself upon them um, as much as I could, but definitely I felt the sting whenever they didn't want to hang out with me. So I didn't really have that camaraderie when I was younger. Of course, when I'm older now, it's totally different, you know, where we are closer and I find the siblings as I've gotten older, a lot more valuable to me as a younger sibling than I did when I was younger. Um, mm. So it's actually a, like a different little bit of take there. Although uh, I I do follow what you said too with your sister and how you kind of were like following what she was doing, following in her footsteps. I did the same thing, but only after <laughs> a slightly traumatic experience, <laughs> um, which we can talk about maybe in the next part, um, that's when I started following in her footsteps um, and kind of lost my identity for a while. And then just recently, I'm starting to be more confident and comfortable with who I am as a person, not trying to be like my sister. Um, Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of that going on because she was the princess. She was the firstborn. She was everything that you can think of. And then my brother was the only boy. And so then I was youngest, but I never got spoiled because they were like, oh, you're fine. So <laughs> I'm like, well, what about me? I want to have that baby child syndrome, the, the baby of the family syndrome. No, I didn't get that. So <laughs> so you're <laughs> um, Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of my take on having, having siblings, but I guess. You know, some, something that we, you and I don't really understand, I guess, a little bit or don't really know too much about is not having any siblings at all, um, being a single child. Um, what's your, what do you think about that?
1: You know what, it's split because, like, I grew up watching, like, certain shows and it made it seem that, like, great example, Rugrats, right? <laughs> Angelica was an only child.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But she was always mean. Didn't want to share. Would pick on Tommy. and all sub the crew, and it it made it portray that hey, being an only child, you you can have a meanie, yeah, like a bully. But in all actuality, that is not the case. It's not definitive. I we have we share a best friend who is an only child, right, and. <laughs> I know. Oh <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, well, we do. And the please that we found from it.
0: <laughs> she can be mean. I love her. But she can't be mean. I
1: I love you. I love you best friend. <laughs> We're, let me tell you guys, we're all a little bit mean, so that, that's just, <laughs> unfortunately, that's just the, that's just us being women. That's women. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Breakroom buddies, <laughs> we actually ranked the three of us as who's the Venus, and we all said Rissy was the Venus. You guys will say it. I'll be like, well, let's kind of fluff it. Can we, like, fluff it? Uh, <laughs> but to bring it back, we do have a, a you know, a bestie, and if you know, if I'm calling about different issues, things like that, she is helpful. Mm-hmm. She doesn't stay in her own bubble. Very like, like it's it's opposite than what I grew up on on Rugrats. Rugrats may seem like they're just a meanie, twenty four seven. That's just how they are. We're not going to share. You're on our time. Right.
2: Right. And
1: um, and that's not the case. And, and and she's not the other one. She there's others that we have met where some people feel like you know they're more mature in the sense that there's no kids to do kid things with they're usually with adults right they had to grow up a little bit faster right because as you know like as a male child like as an only child you're just around adults Mm -hmm. and adults speak a certain way adults interact a certain way and you mirror that we're we're all mirroring that and um so I again, I'm not a single. I, I am not an only child. Sometimes I wish I was. Uh, <laughs> uh, on my side, my daughter. On my side, uh, my daughter is a, is an only child, right. and she right now she fits every stereotype of a child. <laughs> <laughs> she is
2: amazing.
1: Uh, oh yeah, she surprised me every day. But she definitely, uh she definitely fits the mold, so I'm not sure if maybe if she grows older, for example, if the change of her time, her experiences, she may become more well-rounded, things like that, but she is very, um, she loves her toys. mm mm-hmm. uh, When we go to the store, she knows she's getting toys. mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, She has gotten toys and put it in the buggy, and said, so we came here for toys, right? <laughs> it's like, so, yeah. no, but okay. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, and just to let everyone know, break room buddies, that when we're discussing family dynamics, we're just saying what our, re- what our relations or interactions are between our, between family members, okay? Because right. each family system and its dynamics are unique, mm-hmm. okay? It is unique. As you can tell me and Kaninja, we both have o- at least one older sibling. We have two. We have two siblings. Mm-hmm. But the dynamics of which we interact with our siblings are different. They're unique. And, but we do have some common patterns. So just, so it can be helpful to understand like your fi- family dynamics because that ties into a lot of things, especially with the pandemic, especially with mental health.
0: Exactly. And so, and just for room buddies, if you're just first listening in um, to our podcast, we do have our first episode that came out back in November about mental health. And definitely, that definitely ties into kind of why you may have those certain situations going on and something to kind of really think about a little bit more as to your own family dynamic and how important it is to you. Mm-hmm. I love that disclaimer, Rissy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, people know, I don't want anyone to look left or right about it. Just, you know, just, hey, everyone's unique. Exactly. Uh, and, and some, some factors are certain things that you can't control, right? It's just there. We don't control how many kids our parents have. Right. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're one of those uh, children when you're younger saying, I want a sibling. And they're like, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, because you run it. Then, yeah, of course. And, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. But other than that, a lot of when it comes to family dynamics, some of the factors in it are things that you – you, you as a child growing up or because uh, of course as an adult you do have some type of control of your um circle of people mm-hmm. you have a you have a better control but as a kid you don't you just don't right you just kind of um you just get thrown in there and <laughs> you just <laughs> in there because um, for example <laughs> which is the, our next family dynamic is single parent homes is that correct Keninja? yeah so single parent home that is something that as children, we don't, um, we don't, we con- we don't control. At all. we don't control if our parents are married or not, if they're, whatever um, their their status is. We don't control any of that. We just we're here, and for single single parent homes, so a lot of well, some of my friends' personal experience that it was is a little bit tougher
2: because
1: mm-hmm. uh, they they only have that one option. This is their. One option, which is the the whoever, versus if you come from a two parent home or a multi generational home, you have more people, more options, right? <laughs> <As> a <child. laughs> so a uh, single parent, that's that's something where, uh, from friends' personal experience, it was more difficult because with a single parent home, you had a single income,
2: right.
1: And it was one person. So one person, whoever it may be, would have to go to all your stuff. And that's just your stuff. What mm-hmm. if you had siblings? Then oh. it's your stuff and their stuff. Right. And uh, that's a lot. What do you think? What about you, Kaninja, single-parent homes? Uh,
0: I, I totally agree. I mean, definitely, just talking to some people who do have single-parent parent homes, you know, they... They have one thing they feel like is missing, I guess, from their family dynamic, which is kind of what the other parent probably would have uh, contributed if, if that parent was there. You know, that single parent is doing what they can to make sure that that you or their child is having the best life that they can. But they, at the end of the day, they got to make sure you have a roof over your head. They got to make sure you got food on the table. You got clothes on your back. You know, and that's something that a lot of children don't see. On the other hand, you also don't have that extra support because you don't have the time. So kind of like what, Rissy, what you said is that they're working. They have the single income. You know, they have to split their time amongst work, amongst the child, and amongst multiple children if they do have multiple children. hmm So, and just, you know, witnessing. Give me a name.
1: Oh, Trevor. Oh, yeah, I did Trevor. Yeah. Um, Javier. Javier. Um, so
0: basically, Javier comes from a single parent home. Um, he's got multiple siblings, and, you know, definitely that his parent is working so hard and has been working so hard throughout their whole, whole lives and, you know, so on and so forth, just to get them to where they are today. And I can just imagine, you know, if they did have another person there, regardless of the gender or anything on those lines. Had another person there helping out, things would be a little bit easier, you know. Especially on the mental health as well. When you're looking at a single parent, you know their their focus is really trying to make sure the children have what they need, and they tend to forget about what they they need themselves. And what I've seen, even within my own family, not my immediate family, that at one point the single parent ends up becoming um, bitter. Um, or I guess bitter or remorseful, I guess you can say, or regretful. And unfortunately they end up taking that out on the children, you know, because they don't have that support and they're burnt out. Um, so that's something that I have seen and something that if you do have a single parent, something to look out for, for your parent and support them. If you're old enough to do so, you know, they are going through a lot and, you know, they're trying their best to make sure you get what you need, um, and you know it's kind of what i think of course I, I don't come from a single parent home i just know a few different people that do and you know how they feel on what i've observed
1: yeah cuz that's a that's a factor that a lot that's a something that's constant It's frustration their parent were tired and frustrated and i'm tired and frustrated but let, but like, I'm my daughter is, is being, I come from a two parent home, and my daughter is being raised in a multi uh, generational household.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I, I can get tired,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: then I have my parents, her grandparents help. Right. And it's in and, and kind of, and then also, it's also my, her uncle is there, her mm-hmm. auntie. So <laughs> that mm-hmm. helps where, despite her herself, is not in a typical, two-parent home because she's a multi-generational home She is able to still have her needs fulfilled and then the house needs are fulfilled at the same time right because right. you're getting yeah. that support you need yeah it's 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 tough um, I kudos to to to, to single-parent <laughs> home because that that is you you got to you have to split your time there there is no it, it's you got to figure out because you work in a job and your child is at school, you got to figure out how they're going to get home. Either you picking them up or they're taking the bus. Or if you're doing that, you got to figure out after school care. Mm-hmm. Money. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. And what if like your first job or your main job doesn't pay enough? You know, then you got to look into getting a second job. And how are you going to work that? You know, so you end up getting multiple jobs and working more hours than you can even think to sleep. And just to get food on the table, but also making sure you're putting on a good face in front of your child. Because you don't want the child to know you're going through a lot of stuff. So I've seen a lot of sad videos that were more dramatic, but it made me cry. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I I give a lot of kudos. Rissy, to to you, I know you're in a multi-generational home, but I still give you a lot of kudos for all those single parents out there. I, I give you tons of kudos. You are working hard. You are busting your butt every day. We see you. I'm gonna <laughs> say we see you. <laughs>
1: and, um, and, uh, what I do feel is very important, which we feel, Kaninja and I feel that you should be aware of your fi- family dynamics because that is your how you your relationships, okay. <laughs> So not just your how your mother is how or I mean your parents are your siblings are your dog your coworkers your your family dynamics is your foundation, and that contributes to how you interact with other people. Mm-hmm. And with that, um, there are some there are definitely some factors that contribute to family dynamics. One which goes without saying, is your communication between family members. That affects your family dynamics. And is going to give us an example. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, let's
0: say as you grow up, I mean, one of the dynamics is, let's say your family, how they communicate to you over serious situations is by joking around. And so if you bring up a serious, serious situation and they make a joke about it and everyone laughs and they move on. So that's something that you've just grown up to do. You know, so when you're having a, and then when you're out there in the real world and you're having a serious conversation with someone or someone is trying to confide in you and trying to be serious and all you really can do is make light of the situation. That other person is gonna think that you're making a mockery of them or not taking them seriously. While you're, you're just doing what you've known all your life is that's how you communicate, you know, when it comes to tough situations or conflicts, you know, but on the other hand, let's say if your family is very open about situations and, you know, want to share amongst everybody what's going on in their lives, possibly even overshare. And you do the same to other people outside of your family, whether your friendships or anything along those lines. You know, some people may really like that and other people may be put off because they're on the other end. So definitely how you're growing up and how you communicate with your family members, you know, you will carry that to your relationships unless you're open enough to realize, oh, hey, everyone's not like my family. So.
1: Oh, great, Keninja! Because we got another one for you. Oh, Uh, before before we get on break, before we get on break, Uh, 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 another factor that contributes to family dynamics um, is the personalities of the family members.
0: Yes. So, an example of that is if you have so within a family, you're going to have different, varied, uh, very different personalities regardless of how they're raised regardless of if you're blood relatives half blood or whatever the case you know regardless of how you're raised you're going to have different personalities you know for example like I have more of a I guess you could say I guess you could say more of like a hard-headed stubborn kind of personality but also I'm not afraid to tell my family if I don't want to hang out because I just want to stay home and do nothing you know where another one of my siblings are more uh, people pleasers, and then they get angry or they get upset afterwards. You know those different personalities. I mean, really, the personalities within your family could either go into the topic of favoritism or the topic of complexes, depending on how your parents react to them and how your siblings notice how they're reacting to them, because that's just what it is your different personalities and how people change to do that. And if you have a bad experience dealing with a personality that is outright with you and you react to it, how you do with your family members, it may not be that good. vice versa.
1: Thank but you, with major
0: No problem, Rissy. With that though, we are gonna go on a break. And the next uh, on the next part, we're gonna be talking about complexes, favoritism and other like as well as continuing on uh, Rissy's list of uh, different family dynamics. With that, we'll be back. And we're back. So kind of jumping right in, um, or really kind of from the segue from earlier about favoritism and complexes. So Rissy, tell me about favoritism.
1: Favoritism where, is where that, cl- <laughs> that stuff is clear. There is a preference. There is a clear choice, all right? Amongst the family, which growing up, that should not happen. That that creates uh, a lot of issues when you become an adult.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: that is favoritism. Um, I do not have a, a paper definition though, but that's my personal definition is when there's an actual choice. No, I totally agree.
0: <laughs> I totally agree because it's true though it's it's basically it shows the the actions of the parent and the words of the parent the tone of the parent and how it's more of a positive light or a better like reaction to one sibling versus another, mm. and so and unfortunately oh, so, hundred percent agree it should not happen. Unfortunately, it does every family and. So, but of course, parents don't want to, you know, admit to it.
1: Yeah, because what, what parent would want to admit that the, the children that they bore or, you know, they are theirs. They have said that these are my ch- children.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And to say that you have a favorite.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How dare you say that I have a favorite, even though my actions show I have a favorite. Right. <laughs> exactly you
0: know i love whenever so like i always me and my sister Brick room buddies getting deeper on this one me and my sister always joke around and sometimes not joke around and how there's favoritism in my family with my brother and my parents swear up and down that there is not any favoritism and you know for a while it actually did you know affect my brother um, whenever we didn't mention it, because we didn't mention it in front of him, because we didn't care, because we were like, well, you like him better than us. Like, you You, He's your favorite. He's the golden boy. You know, he's the golden child of the family. And he used to feel really bad about it. And so my mom, of course, she'd be like, stop saying that to your brother. He feels really bad about it. And it's just like, of course you would say that because he's your favorite. <laughs> so it would be a mm-hmm. full circle. And um, I, I think that, the main thing with that is, or something that I've learned, um, when I confronted my parents again, um, as I gotten older about it is it's, it may seem like favoritism, but really what it is, is the parents are catering to the child's personality. And there is a level of, it could be a level of fear, um, when it comes to that, or a level of, Um, the sense of I need to take care of you more because you're not able to kind of um, the lack of confidence in the child. It could be a certain feeling they may have, which would result in them paying more attention to them. And that was something that I didn't really realize until as I got older, of course, that, okay, well, maybe you didn't like you love my brother more or my sibling more than us. You did these things because of the situations that were at hand.
1: That so is so mature of you. Thank you. <laughs> that <how> <laughs> I'm trying, Rizzi, I'm trying. <laughs> and, and I 100% feel that way. Cause I, I have an older sibling and, and my sister is a little bit more sensitive. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, I am not, mm-hmm. and it's like, I feel like it was a, uh, I thought it was more favoritism because I felt like for certain things she would be able to get away for, get away with because she is so sensitive and handled with special care, you know, like things like that, and I'm just like, but I don't get that.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> right. What do you mean? Like, I don't get that. And then it's like, in so many words, like, you're fine though. Like, you're actually a little bit too rough. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> a little too rough around you're, the edges. There. Yeah, you're more, you're
1: too, you're, but that's okay. Like, they hesitate to tell her certain things because we don't know how she's going to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and in my mind I'm like okay so if she can say certain things whenever she's mad it's okay because she's 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 emotional right which is wrong and right absolutely but but if I go and get a little bit loud you got attitude <laughs> all hell breaks loose <laughs> oh yeah so what, what you mean is <laughs> <laughs> like I had my my older sibling with my mom present Called me a bad word. I'm gonna say it. She called me a bad word. My mom's right there, and my mom was like, "Oh, uh, I I don't think she said that." I know what I'm being called a bad word. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, well, you know, but the the one thing that she explained was, uh, "Well, you, you, you start yelling at her back," and I'm like, "Because." Self-defense <laughs> uh, Breaker buddies When we are able to get this on YouTube We can actually see our facial Expressions <laughs> Cause like, my hand is in the air My face is like I can't believe this shit <laughs> 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 What you mean I yelled back <laughs> What <laughs> order ma'am <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> okay, and that you know, think about it later. Especially what you said, Kanisha. Yeah, they just have to adjust. The par- parents have are adjusting,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so they adjust to her needs because of that. They adjust to my needs, even though it sounds like I'm always bitch complaining. <laughs> They adjust for my beans. They adjust and that's how they do it. But it does not seem like that. It doesn't does not seem like that at the time.
0: No, it doesn't. And the main thing too is that even though that's probably that, that's what they're doing, it doesn't mean it's helping the child that is more sensitive. And it's not helping the child that's not. You know, so like I'm in the same boat as you are, where I'm not as sensitive as my siblings. And so they said the same thing, like, oh, you're fine, you're good, you have a great head on your shoulders. And I'm like, well, I want to be loved, too. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: I want to I be cuddled, like, right. that's not worry bad. About me. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, hey, I think one time I actually told them, like, worry about me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I have issues, like, yeah, let me know, because
0: that's not right. Right. And so, and if you coddle to the ones that are more sensitive, they, you're not really helping them grow, No, you know, to understand the real world. And then you're also kind of pitting the siblings against each other too. Just a little bit. Yeah. And so like my, my mom would say it's okay for my siblings to get D's and C's in school Mm -hmm. but it wasn't okay for me to get b's and c's like i had to get a's and b's
1: you know what was the reasoning can well school is just easier for you
0: and so like damn ouch i feel that for my siblings another thing and second i'm in ap classes Mm -hmm. like my siblings were not in ap classes i'm in harder classes and you're still holding me to this this level where I have to push myself even harder where I feel like my siblings didn't need to and they just got that slack and so I felt like that wasn't very fair And then of course if I bring it up now they're like but look at you now you're good now (laughs) I don't like that's still not okay
1: (laughs) but had we not pushed you you would not be the the person you are today you're like i don't think so uh pretty sure uh, i just have less you know anxiety that that would have been great (laughs) yeah you'd be yeah you'd be like no i'll be not so spazzy yeah like no yeah Now, mind you
0: i love my parents rissy loves hers we love our family it's just the family dynamics that go through so no shade just things that happen
1: disclaimer <laughs> which they may or may not you know confirm or deny you know they right like, well we did the best we could you know right <laughs> you're good now because <laughs> now you're successful you guys are running a podcast right. so are, was it really all that bad was it really all that bad yes <laughs> <laughs> and then they make a joke out of it <laughs> You guys are, you are fine. (laughs)
0: So definitely favoritism is a, a huge part when it comes to family dynamics. And even when it comes to, you know, single child homes or single parent homes, you know, they feel the same way. But I think it has to do with the same situation as catering to that personality that each child has. Now, something that comes out of that favoritism or comes out of certain upbringings, um, and it's really a lot of times it's not any of the fault of the parents. Like they're doing the best they can at the time they do it. It's just for the personalities and you know how they interact is complexes. So right. my sis, my sister and I, we we joke around. We kind of semi joke around. We're, we're totally serious about it, but we we do it as a joke that we have complexes. You know, um, I have a complex of jealousy towards her because of how she looks, you know, she's always had the attention about how attractive she looked. She has a complex on me, on my, my intelligence, you know, because everyone is always raved about how smart I was and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and so a lot of times we have these confidence issues about ourselves because of how people reacted towards us as growing up and what they focused on when we were growing up. Now, on a side note, it does not help when people say, I look like my dad. <laughs>
1: so- <Ooh. laughs> I love you, dad, but it does not help when you
0: tell a female I look like their father.
1: <laughs> they're saying that he can't deny, you know? Like, he can't <laughs> deny this is his seed. This that is true. true. That is true. <laughs> but that is what they're saying in the nicest way possible. No, there's not. It's just, your dad can never say, I don't think. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> like that's that's all that means. He said they're saying that your dad can never come up to you and try you like that. I love be you. Like, <laughs> be like so, I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> so, Rissy, what kind of complexes have you either experienced or heard of when it comes
1: to family dynamics? Um, let me Google. I just do that because I was sick. Me growing up, I was so I was I was tired of how. How often people will say, like, because uh, me and my sister, because the age difference, mm-hmm. it was like as soon as, like, basically as soon as I was going to middle school, she was leaving for high school, and so we had for my first year before we moved all together, we had like the same few couple teachers
2: mm-hmm.
1: in middle school, like they like I, my parents took, like it was like a family you know parent teacher conference. So it was something where my parent had to bring all my siblings with me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they obviously had my sister, and my sister is like a one with the grades, mm-hmm. a one day one. So, but it was like the meeting wasn't about me and what I needed to do or what they said about me. Like, <laughs> so it was the meeting wasn't about uh, what I was doing. The meeting was more of how similar me and my sister were and I hated that
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I was like why are you guys keep comparing me to my sister
2: right
1: this is my parent teacher conference so I ended up getting mad at my sister she doesn't know that (laughs) I was mad at her because why were you here Mm (laughs) I see she had to because my parents were gonna let ran you know let us be in the house by ourselves so he took all of us because that made sense at the time
0: mm-hmm. but why
1: did you bring her right why did you come here right because so it was all about oh she's just like her she just liked her I'm like I don't want to be like her Right. nothing wrong- was wrong with my sis but I was like I didn't have an identity
2: right
1: and so that's why I started acting up and stuff and <laughs> so make your own identity. You know? Yeah, I use, my, I use my genius for evil.
2: You <laughs> I'll them. show
1: them. I'll show them. You're a villain. <laughs> so that's why I said, I show them, I will show them how to do it. And, and, and so now, yeah, we're, we're nothing alike. Nothing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I... Um, I-
1: yeah,
0: i don't blame you i mean definitely you know my parents have compared me and my sister multiple times and um we're both like we yell at them back we're like stop it and stop comparing us we are not the same person like parents and i hope i remember this when i become a parent don't compare yourself your your children you know right. that is A1 for complexes.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: So that would definitely bring that upon them and um, make them feel less of themselves, um, like they shouldn't be who they are. Um, One thing, I guess, Rissy, from what I mentioned in the first part, what I um, insinuated a little bit was a a trauma that made me kind of try to be like my sister You know, I was the youngest, so I always, you know, tattletale, you know, followed everyone around, and it was to the point where my siblings literally did not like me at all. They hated me, and Mm. um, even my cousins. I mean, I can just tell you right now, like, I think a few years ago, one of my cousins literally told me, like, man, we hated you when you were young, and I'm like, damn, thanks. Mm. Appreciate it. Okay. Mm. (laughs) So, you know, I was, I was pretty bad and that was kind of that last child syndrome a little bit, but, um, I was told that if I continue doing what I'm doing and being who I am, my siblings will end up hating me. And Mm -hmm. I was like eight, I was like seven or eight. I mean, I was young. Like I was definitely younger than 10 When I was told this, and (laughs) 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 And one part it made sense. It made sense why I was told this because I was destroying relationships by not keeping secrets. But on the other hand, my entire identity at that age was destroyed.
1: (laughs) May that cousin never find love, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Telling some stuff like that.
0: Well, unfortunately, it wasn't a cousin that told me that part. It
1: was actually my parents. Oh, well, they already found it, so can't go retro. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Mom and Dad.
0: <laughs> I'm fine now, just a little, little off the rocker, I guess you
1: could say. <laughs> That's what they do, man. Mm -hmm. but but right those are things where you're like hey i i want to be like them and then you're like i don't want to be like them i don't i don't nothing wrong with that what they are but you're like no i don't want to be that and then it's it's yeah exactly exactly yeah yep 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 so i guess um we are getting
0: closer to the end of our time but i did want to do at least one more on your list rissy that we mentioned at the end of our first part uh, pick one for us
1: oh lord because um, you know I didn't exit out or anything <laughs> uh, um. uh, mental illness in the family is definitely well it is a contributor a contributing factor to family dynamics mental illness
0: mm-hmm.
1: so do you have an example of that uh you know I love my tv so <laughs> Cause like you're not when you're dealing with someone who has a mental illness and it is not treated, Mm -hmm. it is it definitely makes puts a strain on the whole family. So when you're having your bouts of depression, your spurts, anger, things like that, it messes with the whole household where <laughs> it's the <a> whole household <laughs> because now you're, what you're seeing as a child, because again we do not choose our upbringing, mm-hmm. is that you're seeing your parent be volatile,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but will turn around and still tell you that they love you. Right. So that is something where you are used to this. <sighs> this 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 uh <laughs> this craziness okay <laughs> you're used to that this dysfunction and that's okay, and that's not okay mm-hmm. that affects mm-hmm. um your mental illness can affect how you interact with other people it kind of like some of these contributing factors do kind of tie into one another, but definitely um mental illness can ninja yeah, I totally
0: agree and The thing is, is that when it's not treated, or even if it's denied, you know, when you say like, no, I am depressed, or I have autism, or I am dyslexic, or anything along those lines, Mm -hmm. some families don't believe that that's something is in quote, wrong with you, you know, wrong with their child. And there's nothing wrong with having these things. It's something that there are steps to do to make sure that they feel better, you know, or they feel more comfortable. So, and if they're treated or diagnosed early, it makes it better. Like ADHD or ADD. You know, if a child has ADD and they're having so much like a hot, it, it's so hard for them in school. But it's never diagnosed that ADD. Then the parent may think that their child is dumb, mm-hmm. but that's not the case. They actually have like a. Um, what's the actual term for it, not mental illness, but, um, learning disability, learning disability, and there's nothing wrong with that, so, no, I, I totally agree with that, so, with this, that was all about family dynamics, and kind of the different parts of it, kind of our thoughts, more or less our thoughts on all the different parts of family dynamics this time around, we didn't have a whole lot of, uh, facts other than uh rissy with her list which was awesome thank you for saving this podcast and so (laughs) but before we end and before we go off of our break let's finish with our final thoughts
1: rissy you want to go first sure let me get my timer okay one two three thank you Kaninja, for another awesome topic today in reference to family dynamics and how it affects us. I feel like a lot of people need to consider family dynamics, especially during these unprecedented times and how, as you can see, it relates to how your relationships, your coping mechanisms and mental illness. It's very important. So I th- um, awesome topic. We will revisit this hopefully in the future. And that is my 30 seconds. Awesome. So.
0: I no, thank you Rissy too for making this so great podcast and and the thing is is that when when it comes to family dynamics everyone just needs to be upfront honest into what their situation is and kind of try to take a step out of their own situation and see what they can do to either enhance it change it if they need to or embrace it if they need to you know and how it's affecting them everywhere else so it is very important and um I do want to say a, a great plug-in received for our first episode so if you have not uh, listened to it go check it out our mental illness and uh with that that is our final thoughts be sure to comment on our facebook instagram or twitter on what you feel about your family dynamics or what you thought that we um what we said about them. you know do you feel do you agree with us do you disagree with us do you have any other experiences you like to share Thank you all for listening in. Bye, Break Room Buddies. Bye. See you next time. Thank you for spending your break with us. Time to get back to the grind. For some suggestions on what we talk about next time, send us an email at ourbreakroom at gmail.com. See you next time, Break Room Buddies.